Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Social Circus. I'm your host, Sarah, and today I have a special guest who has actually been on my podcast once before. Um, I want to give a really big welcome to Simone. Hi, Simone. How are you? Great. Thank you for having me again. My absolute pleasure. So for those of you who don't know who Simone is, I will pop into the show notes the episode when I last had Simone on. So it's actually episode 12, which is about 18 months ago in my podcast, Can You Believe? So she was one of my very first guests. And Simone is a Pinterest and SEO expert. And we're going to be chatting all things on those topics today. So Simone, um, would you like to do a little introduction on yourself and a little bit about your business? Oh, so... Um... I'm Simone. I am a mum, I'm a wife, um, I'm a nurse as well. Um, and obviously I am a Pinterest um, strategist and SEO consultant. And I really fell into this world and I think I've spoken about this previously on the other episode, um, but just a refresh for everyone. I fell into the world when, you know, I was just looking for a little bit extra in terms of, you know, outside of nursing really. Yes, yeah nursing can be draining mentally challenging um but it also leaves you with a a gap in what's going on with the process so Mm -hmm. I work in an ED and in the emergency department and what happens is we have people coming in in an acute state and we, we fix them as best as we can and then we move them on to either home or to another ward and then that's it we don't know anything else about them and I was really craving that fulfillment and completeness ah. and I thought back to a time in my life when I felt that and it was when I was um, doing office work basically administration um, and there I was introduced to the world of virtual assistants so I started there and very quickly realized a need for a Pinterest expert in Australia um, because At the time, there weren't many. Pinterest uh, wasn't huge in Australia. Um, Mm. Certainly, you know, we have grown and there are quite a few of us now. Um, And so that's how I fell into this world. And then Pinterest is a search engine and Google's a search engine. And very naturally, I fell into then um, search engine optimization, which I also love. Oh, amazing. And I I love that you were able to recognize what was going on in your life and to find that gap, because I think that it actually takes a lot of self-reflection to go, actually, I do like the job, but there's something not right about it. And I think that's super cool, Simone. So thank you for sharing that. So let's talk a little bit about Pinterest, and then we're going to talk more about SEO, because I think that's really exciting. So Pinterest is not your standard social media, is it, for those of you who haven't used it? It's not. It's really it's different in the fact that it's actually a search engine. Mm. The algorithm works as if it was a search engine, which is different to social media. You come to Pinterest and you're coming for yourself. You're not coming to learn about other people, which on Facebook and on Instagram, you know, you're scrolling endlessly looking at all the different other people's stories and information about them. But on Pinterest, you're putting a word into the search and then finding what comes up on the other end there. Mm-hmm. And so you're really coming to Pinterest for yourself. It's also that top of funnel platform where you can be introduced to people that have never seen you before. They don't have to be following you, which is fantastic. Um, but you 
type in the type somebody types in a keyword that's associated with your business and you'll show up so you can be found by people who have never seen you all the way across the world and the content that you put on there just lasts forever in all honesty you know forever and ever and ever in a day I know I, I have to say that's one of the things I think I love most about Pinterest is social media just feels like this hungry monster that just needs to be fed constantly and it's never sated and on Pinterest I have content um, particularly pins that I know I don't promote like content I don't promote anywhere else that are working probably two years later still which I gather is not unusual oh absolutely not there's content on there that's working six years ten years you know the the platform's been around about 10 years now um so those original pins people are still finding on the platform it's really amazing yeah so how did you go from Pinterest which you talk about being a search engine to moving over to SEO because it's a very very neat little sort of sidestep isn't it it is so Pinterest is driven by keywords so you in a keyword into the the search bar and you are delivered with results and Google works very similar so I was learning a lot about Pinterest and and Pinterest SEO and I've always been that kind of detective somebody says it still happens today somebody says oh I can't find that cake you know a round cylinder cake tin anywhere in Adelaide and I'll pop onto Google and I'll type in the words that I assume um, are being used and I'll find that cake tin in Adelaide and they can go and buy it. Um, so I really, I, I've always been this person that had that thought process of as a, a, not only a consumer, but also as somebody on the other end, what keywords are they likely to put on their website to get found, you know, by me, by the consumer. Yes. Um, so I, I really I love that process. I love doing that. I'm a bit of a keyword geek. Um, mm-hmm. So I just started learning more about SEO and then finally did Kate Toon's SEO for uh, Recipe for SEO Success course. Um, yeah. I did that with the purpose of wanting to help people with their SEO. And from there, I've just continued to learn and learn and learn. And Google is an ever-changing beast. It doesn't stay the same. You know, we've had a very recent algorithm update um, just this month. So it's it's always changing. Um, mm. And so there's always so much to learn about it as well. Mm. So we should probably dial back some because I've just realized that you and I are talking tech. For those of who are listening who don't know what search engine optimization is or SEO, can you give us a little definition? You can give us a Simone definition, not the nerdy one. <laughs> yeah. So essentially um, SEO is when you optimize or when you fix your website, add words to your website, do things to your website to make it easier to find by people from search, basically. So somebody puts a keyword into Google. I'm looking for a fish and chip shop near me. I type it into the Google bar, the search bar, and a whole lot of websites pop up. Those websites don't pop up accidentally. Yes. Those websites have been optimized to show up for that keyword. Sometimes they're accidentally, and it's amazing when that happens. Yes. Um, but especially with fish and chip shops, no doubt they've been optimized. Plumbers, fish and chip shops, photographers, those really competitive niches are all dabbling in SEO now. Um, so that is basically what SEO is. It's it's optimizing or fixing our website, making changes to our website to get found by our ideal client or customer. Brilliant. Excellent. So you uh, you offer this as a service for your clients? 
I do. And I'm quite unique in the fact that I don't just go in and optimize a website. There's three really important elements to SEO. So the first one is the technical side of SEO. So that's actually coming back to the basics of your website. Is it working well? Is it fast enough? Is it loading really slow? Are the images too big? Um, are there errors actually in the background that we don't know about? All the way down to things like, are we doing backups? Is there proper security in place? So we address that first. That's yeah. your first element. And then the second element is the usability. So when somebody comes to your website, are they getting an instant pop-up in their face? Is that pop-up, um, you know, do they like that pop-up? Are they leaving immediately? Are the, is the navigation and the menu items that are there, are they easy to use? Is it easy to get around your site? Is all of the information there that we need? And so we address that second. And then the very last thing is optimization, the actual putting the keywords in. Now, that, that process is because if a website's not loading well, it doesn't matter what keywords we have on the website. Right. We, we need to be able to keep people on our site and we need to, with the usability, we need to help them use our site. We need to make it easy. And that comes down to accessibility as well for those that need help with accessibility of our website um, in terms of, you know, font size and, and all those kind of extra things. Colors and things, yes. Yeah. And so if those aren't correct, it doesn't matter if we get found on Google search or not because somebody will leave us straight away. Yeah. And it, I've actually never heard it described like that before, Simone, because it's really interesting. I think we get really focused on the optimization component and we actually forget that Google is looking at a whole bunch of other factors as well. So when we're, when we're starting out in our journey with SEO, um, obviously someone like you would walk us through that process. Is there anything we can do ourselves to check our website and see how it's performing to start with? Yeah, absolutely. So there's lots of seven-day free trials that you can do. There's programs like SEMrush or Ubersuggest is a really user-friendly, affordable program that you can use just to check where you're ranking in terms of your actual um, keywords. But you know what? Just pop up a Google incognito window and type in your business name in there. Not the <laughs> web address, but type your business name in there. Are you even showing up? Yes, Check that first. You know, that's one of the first steps because really we want to be showing up for our business name or our own names. So if yes. you can't write your business name because it's really popular, like it's Don't Speak and there's a song called Don't Speak, you know, that's going to be really hard to rank for. But perhaps you could rank for Don't Speak and your name or uh, just your name. like Yes. Yeah. So oh, that's such a good tip that first you know really um and if it's not then you probably need to pop some more words some more of your own name on your <laughs> website um to to make sure that you're showing up for the the search yeah can I ask you a technical question because I get asked this all the time and I don't actually know the answer to it um traditionally um web designers were quite snobby, particularly if they were in WordPress or something like that and they would always say that um search engines don't um, like if you build a Wix website, it won't show up in search engine results. Now, I'd like to think that they've come a long way now that your website will rank if it's built in Wix. What's your thoughts on all of that? Because I just thought it was website snobbery, if I'm honest. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, really, if you're able to optimize a website, yes, WordPress is great because you can do a lot with it. You can add a lot of plugins. You can make things easier. So, for example, with renaming images, 
you, you know, part of the process of optimization, you rename your images with the keyword. There's a plugin that allows you to do that in one step. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're on something like Wix, you have to do it manually. You have to rename each of the, the images and then re-upload them to your website. So the process is easier with WordPress, but Google is not ignoring WordPress website. Uh, sorry, Wix web. Wix websites, it is actually coming a long way. Wix has um, really done a lot of work around their SEO. They're they're doing quite well in terms of that. So I actually prefer, obviously, you know, I would suggest WordPress, Shopify. Wix is probably my next one after that. And then after that come things like Squarespace. Um, I think you're limited with Squarespace but you can still rank sites. I'm still ranking sites with Squarespace. So it's so really- interesting, isn't it? And it, I think sometimes we have to keep in mind that if someone says something to us, just check what vested interest they have in that answer. So if I'm a WordPress web designer, I'm like, I oh, know your Wix website will never rank. I have an interest in you converting to WordPress so I can sell you a WordPress website. And I think that's where we don't realize that people are not giving us independent advice. And I've often thought, because I know Wix certainly in years gone by wasn't fabulous, but it's come such a long way. And I have clients with amazing Wix websites that index so well because they have done, to be fair, the hard work, like you said, it is a harder job. But if that's within your budget and and Wix is very easy to self-manage, it just means that you just have to work a little bit harder, but it's still doable. Absolutely. And they're only going to keep coming keep coming towards what we need so mm-hmm. they've got apps that you can add now and you know it's just going to keep getting better we're not going to Absolutely. go back now so no and and they're, they're they're a big company they're not going anywhere so they will continue to grow and evolve as well so we've gone down a rabbit hole of websites and content management systems but in terms of general search engine is there things that I can do outside of my website that will also have a have an impact on how I rank oh absolutely um, Google business profile, obviously, mm-hmm. if you are a local business and you have an address where people can come and visit you at that address or you're servicing people locally, you know, within two two hours of your, your house mm-hmm. or your, your location, then you can have a Google business profile and the Google business profile is connected to so much, you know, to map, to reviews, to questions and answers. So, there's so much that people are missing by not having that profile. And yes. if you collect 10 reviews on your Google profile, we know that that actually will give you, um, you know, a plus or a tick mark in terms uh. of um, Google and SEO. And then the next stop after that is 100. But if you can at least yeah. get your first 10, then, you know, that's fantastic. So what does 100 get you? Because I'm getting close to that. <laughs> tick (laughs) oh amazing and do you know what's been really interesting Simone because obviously I'm a social media girl and um I've been really sad to watch Facebook reviews become more and more rubbish because um I used to always send clients to say please leave me a Google review or a Facebook review and I would weight them equally because they both had value in my business now I send no one to my Facebook reviews because Facebook have allowed people to spam your reviews. And now I would say I've got 70 reviews on Facebook and probably 30 of them are rubbish. And so that has completely diminished Facebook reviews. I don't believe they have any value to my business now, whereas at least with Google, people have to log in and I know they can still leave fake reviews, but I believe they have more value. So I don't send anyone to ask them to leave Facebook reviews for me. I just don't see there's any point in my business, which is sad, but it means that I'm collecting more Google reviews, which I guess is a good thing. 
Yes, absolutely. And one of the things I love is even if you did get a negative review, either a fake one or a true negative review, mm. then you have the opportunity to answer and reply and you do it professionally and, um, you know, just either debunk the, the fact that it's a fake one mm. or just accept responsibility and professionally offer to take that person off of Google into your mm. email and, and make contact with them there. Um, but how you answer reviews goes a long way and says a lot about you as a business person. And actually, um, you know, your consumer is is watching that. They're reading mm. those. So they, the first thing I do, and this is an all honesty, I was looking for a dog training yesterday. I went to the one-star reviews, so lower ratings. I didn't necessarily read the one-star reviews, but I read how the owner, the, the business owner answered. And so that's interesting. So yeah. And I think we get really terrified of those when you're a, when you're a business that relies on word of mouth. Like I've got one bad, I've got one one star review on my Google. All the rest are five stars, um, and I took a really long time to answer it because it was an issue that she had with working with us, and it was it wasn't our fault, but what she wrote made it sound like we were appalling. And so I was really careful how I answered that to say, this is what I believe has happened. And I said, I'm really happy to have a conversation with you, but you won't take my calls. And so I made it really clear that I had tried to handle the situation, tried to resolve it. And like you say, I can't stop her leaving those comments, but I can show that I care and show that I was interested in resolving it, even if I couldn't. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So Google business is a really good tip and um, it's really, I'm always, I, I shouldn't be, but I'm always surprised when I work with clients and the first thing I always do is I incognito Google them and see what comes up. And so if your website doesn't come up, does that mean I have to start again or what does that then mean for my business? No, absolutely not. So one of the most common mistakes is that your website has been turned off to be viewed by search. <laughs> yes. So in the process of your web developer building your site or you building your site, you've selected the option for the site to be hidden from search until you're all finished. That's a normal process. But sometimes people forget to go back and turn it back on. So sometimes it's as simple as that. Um, and then obviously other times it can be the fact that you know, you might be there, but you might be on page 20 because it's a really competitive business name. Um, and other than that, then it may just be that you need some optimization. So you can speak to someone like me, you can do a DIY SEO course, um, or there's lots of SEO information out there that you can do to just start some basic optimization. Um, and that would just be, to be honest, just ask your actual audience what they would search if they were looking for you. Oh, that's such a juicy tip, Simone. I love that. And it's really interesting because I haven't spent a lot of time um, on SEO in my business um, because I know that my business builds on word of mouth referrals. But what I do know is I need to rank when someone types in online social butterfly and I need to make sure my business comes up first. And it definitely does. So I've optimized it for my word of my, my name of my business because that's what people are looking for because someone's recommended me. So both Sarah Thompson and online social butterfly are important words. Um, if you're um, if you're in that position where it's very competitive, what are some suggestions for that? Ooh, so bookkeeping is a classic example. It is quite a competitive niche. And so one of the um, suggestions I often give is go local. So an SEO as well, SEO is quite competitive. So using a local word in your keyword is really important. The other thing that you can do is you can add words to the actual keyword like bookkeeping, but you can add other words to indicate what the actual outcome is. 
So if they, for example, if we're looking at fridges or um, shoes, if we type in um, where to buy white sneakers, I'm actually at the buying process. Mm. So that would be really good for, you know, my either my gallery, my product gallery, or somewhere that's showing my products because that's what I'm at, that process. If I'm just looking at for something like white shoes versus black shoes or um, red sneakers or how fast the red sneakers go, something like that. <laughs> And then I would be wanting to actually add that keyword to a blog page because that's right. a query, right? They're, they're trying to find some information. So just understand that every search has an intent behind it and start paying attention to your own searches. What are you actually typing in Google? You're not just typing in white sneakers. Nobody's typing white sneakers in Google because God, imagine what kind of results you would <laughs> a lot I, I love that thought Simone I've never really given that any consideration to myself or to my website in terms of where are people at like you say am I ready to buy or am I trying to understand like you say white versus black sneakers um and it's really really true to have that different to, to direct them to different pages it's such a good idea so obviously that's part of what if I was to work with you that's part of what you do so um a little bit of a wrap up. So for everyone who's listening, I'll put all the contact information for Simone in the show notes so you can reach out, get in touch with her, find out how you can work with her. But Simone, I know that you do a done for you service. So do you want to let us all know what does that look like if we were wanting to work with someone like who's an expert like yourself? Sure, absolutely. So I do both SEO and Pinterest done for you services. Yeah. Um, in terms of Pinterest, you know, I set up your complete Pinterest account, optimize it and hand it over all nice and pretty for you to go ahead and start working with um, and I offer some education and coaching in that process as well and then with um, SEO I, I do those three elements I go in and fix the technical side the usability and then optimize your website with the keywords that I've found and researched um, it does take I do take my time with it we don't just go and do it in a week you know we do it over a three-month process but I don't do a retainer service I'm really um I'm really passionate about enabling and empowering other people to keep managing their own websites because you're going to keep changing it forever. So yeah. you're able to do that. Oh, I love that. And um, it's really unusual for your industry as well. So um, for anyone who's interested, please um, go to my show notes, check out Simone and have a little look at um, her services that she offers because it is really important that we do pay attention to these um important aspects of digital marketing and how do people find us what kind of queries are they coming to us with and understanding those keywords so um Simone can I just say thank you so much for coming as a guest again on my podcast I'm so thrilled to have you here and um, I'm really grateful because I know what a busy lady you are so thank you so much for giving your time and sharing your knowledge so generously Thank you for having me. Hopefully we've um, given some really nice juicy tips in here. We definitely have. Thank you so much. And to all my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in each week to The Social Circus. Uh, I always appreciate you listening to me. And remember, we always come out Wednesday morning, so make sure you tune in the same time next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.